All right, I know you're ready. You guys are excited. It's one of our favorite segments that we, we love do. It. Uh, the hard thing is actually get started on this because it's one of our favorite people to talk I with know. and connect with. <laughs> uh, unless you're deep state or a really stupid person, then typically she's dropping bombs on you and ruining ruining your day. But yeah. in our world, you know, she's one of the good guys. She's a former former uh, Newsmax, Fox News uh, producer, Major League Baseball. Um, she speaks fluent sarcasm. She does. So if you don't pedal faster, if you don't pedal fast enough, you might mm. fall behind on this one. She's also the producer of The Absolute Truth with Emerald Robinson, the one, the only, Brianna Morello. Yay! David Spacey, always a pleasure to be with you. Well, oh. we are so excited. Typically, we do this on Friday. We're doing it on Monday. So we're like, okay, we've got some extra tweets here too because it's been a while since we yeah. had you on. Been busy yeah. time. Yeah. I busy know. Busy time. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, excited we to see are. Them. I haven't seen them yet. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited to share them with you. So make sure you go to briannamorello.com, B-R-E-A-N-N-A-M-O-R-E-L-L-O.com. Imagine trying to spell that in kindergarten. A lot of doubles, a lot of extra letters. Exactly. But when you go there, make sure you're following her on Twitter. She's going to be somebody you want to follow because she's always putting out great information. A lot she's, of times- She's as put I, out over 30,000 tweets. Oh, yeah. So and as I scroll down, a lot of times, I'm, I, you know, you have some really worker. funny ones as well. Like, literally, I laugh out loud sometimes. Let's see if we can get her over 125,000 followers this week. Uh, she's been on there even before Elon and has been working hard and, and providing truth in a space that was really an echo chamber. And yep. she found a way to kind of- stay afloat mm-hmm. and keep putting truth out. And then now there's a little more free speech there and she's getting a little more aggressive as, as we go along. But um, we give you the chance to be able to look at the news cycle through the eyes of a professional news producer. So you see the the message that's put out mm-hmm. there, but then what's behind it and kind of the real messages. So let's jump let's into it. Let's do it. Let's jump into Gretchen Whitmer. We actually have a couple of them. Yeah, so we'll kind just... Of- kind of been revived from the dead I news know. cycle back back here again. So this was put out a few days yeah. ago, but the FBI formulated a plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. They were never held accountable for their actions. Gretchen Whitmer uh, deserves justice, you said. And then you actually also had the uh, clip where she was being interviewed by Chris Wallace, and you said, fact, there were more FBI informants plotting Whitmer's uh, kidnapping than Trump supporters. That is crazy. Let's check out this video real fast, and then we'll come back to it. How much did this shake your family up, being under this kind of threat? Well, um, it was hard. My whole family's made sacrifices. Um, My, you know, my girls, I remember, you know, we were all home, and there were people with long guns on the front lawn um, right outside the gate, and they came out and they said, what's going on? And you could hear it, the, the vitriol and the ugliness. And even for someone known as Big Gretch, this must have shaken you. I mean, obviously, the personal threat to your safety, but the idea that if there are crazy people out there, your, your husband, your children could also be in danger. I think about it everywhere I go, Chris. You know, um, the former president made me a target and threw a lot of gas on the fire, and it has continued to burn. And I think about it everywhere I go. You you say you think about it all the time. You didn't, it's not, I thought about it all the time. You still think about it all the time. I do. You know, um, there are times when I am in public and I, you know, I've got the greatest state police detail in the world. Um, but there are big crowds at times, and I, it does cross my mind. Wow. All right, what's up with Big Gretch? 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to, I guess, gain from playing the victim role. And quite often we see Democrats doing it. Uh, there she's blaming Donald Trump for being the victim, I guess, of extremist threats. Um, but the problem is, is first off, these people were set up by the FBI. There was more FBI informants uh, plotting her kidnapping. And they always leave that detail out. That's exactly why two of the defendants actually were just acquitted and, and they were they were not being prosecuted anymore for the allegations that they mm-hmm. were facing because the FBI was beyond corrupt. I mean, there was even one informant who slept with one of these individuals who later became a defendant in the kidnapping uh, case. But, you know, she could sit there and play the victim all she wants. These things happen all the time to Republicans. We know that's through Brett Kavanaugh. Um, we know this through through other U.S. senators, conservative U.S. senators who have seen this happen to them. Um, and we even know in New York, I mean, there was one gov- gubernatorial candidate who almost took a knife to the throat. And um, mm. Democrats didn't come out and, and speak up against this type of violence. It happens on both sides. Mm-hmm. And there's regardless of what you want, like, let's just say we take out the whole kidnapping plot and, and she is receiving legitimate threats. Um, it happens on both sides. And the problem is, is, is Republicans will sit there and condemn violence um, when it's their own, who are who are extremists, though, like the extreme part of the party, which mm-hmm. happens on both sides, like I'm saying, uh, they'll they have no problem sitting there and saying, you know, that's not okay, that's not acceptable. Republicans will do that. Democrats never do that. Uh, when it happened in New York, I don't remember even Kathy Hochul speaking up against it right. when yeah. it happened in New York. And and so when we sit here and we play this victim role, um, we have to kind of just kind of shrug it off at this point. It happens on both sides. They're crazies on both sides. And um, she she wants to pin it on just Trump supporters. But that's not the case because the majority of Trump supporters are not violent. And even mm-hmm. the people who plotted against her, they're not violent people. Um, you know, FBI whistleblowers have spoken about it. They were part of, of the investigation into her. And they even said internally the FBI was lying about these individuals and making it sound like yeah. that these people were running a militia group. And they weren't. So it's all a bunch of lies as usual. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, you know, she had the toughest, you know, overreach and crackdowns on COVID lockdowns. Oh my gosh. You know, and she would come out with her, yeah. with her black face mask and her black leather. She, almost, evil. She, she looked like the female version of Klaus Schwab, <laughs> you know, and some of her, her said this, the optics were always terrible. Didn't she have that you could go to Walmart, but she couldn't buy yeah, like you couldn't buy grass gra- seed or something or paint or something She said like that, that went a little too far. That's what she said <laughs> in that interview later on. She said that went, that may have gone a little too far. Uh, duh. Shouldn't people be yeah. their own plants? I know she couldn't. They, people couldn't even work in their yards. I mean, it was you know, ridiculous. there, and so that's where people started really waking up to the fact of like, oh, my life sucks because I live in Michigan mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. underneath this tyrannical reign. If I had Christy Nome or I had, you know, uh, if I was in Florida or somewhere like else, Santa's, you know, yeah. it would be a little bit different. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're one of these like NFL coaches or something that's just known for being like a Bill Belichick, that's just mm-hmm. you know controlling and, and stuff. When his players retire and go on and they say something, he's like, yeah, I can see where they would kind of think I was kind of a tough guy because I was. That's mm-hmm. how I ran this. Like, you you know it mm-hmm. and you just yeah. own it. You know, you're not like, well, they said I wasn't nice. That's a, right. you know, that's, we I thought we had a lot of fun together. Like, you you sort of own who you are, mm-hmm. you know, in that process. And that's what they, they struggle with is the accountability when it comes out for who they really are. Victim card. Let's just, stay, let's, just stay, let's keep riding the victim train. Choo, choo. Choo, choo. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> if you're oh Colin Kaepernick's gosh. adopted parents, you have to be kicking yourself for actually adopting him. Oh my gosh. What a cluster. Yeah. What is up with I him? Mean, it's I, horrible. I, 
You keep bringing up all these 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 terrible people and bringing them back in the news cycle. I thought they were they're dead. Yeah, and gone. I no thought he, I thought he was just a professional Nike spokesperson for for wokeism. Yeah, yeah. Well, Colin Kaepernick is back out with a book, of course, and so he's got to he's got to throw his own parents under the bus. The people that actually <laughs> saved him, not the people that put him up for adoption, not the people who rejected him prior to that, but like his actual family who raised him and didn't care for race when they raised him. Um, but now they're racist, and and he wants to turn the the evil left mob against his own family. That's how evil these people are. Yeah. Uh, somebody who saved you, who didn't see race as an issue, who gave you the opportunity to flourish and become the NFL player that you were, even though you weren't that good, um, <laughs> you're now turning around and you are just backstabbing the people yeah. who, who supported you. Uh, so it's true. pure insanity and it's so upsetting. But Colin Kaepernick, prior to this, obviously, you, you said it before, David, uh, I worked in sports. And so I had the honor of meeting this guy. Um, in one weekend, I met him twice. Um, and let me just tell you, not a very intelligent individual. The first time I met him was in a nightclub in New York City. Not very intelligent, quite dumb. Um, the second time I met him was at another event because it was Super Bowl weekend. Again, he thought I was a brand new person that he didn't realize he met me the night before at a club. Uh, and then the third time was the Sunday where he sent me a direct message. Uh, again, met me twice that weekend, thought I was a brand new person and couldn't even formulate a sentence when he was typing to me. So he's, wow. he's a very dumb human being, not very bright. Mm -hmm. I tell people this all the time. You got to be careful who you listen to. Don't make guys like him a role model because most of the time they couldn't even pass like an eighth grade exam because he's really just not a bright person and he's full filled with hate and rage. Okay. But, I just have to ask, is he wearing two masks in that picture? I think he's he wearing two assume. masks. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but he knows his rights. <laughs> I know my rights. I can wear two masks. So I want down. the stuff he knows he does know he's, he doesn't, doesn't halfway do it on the hair. He doesn't halfway do it on the mask. He doesn't halfway do it his on the, woke, on the wokeism or, True. or his, uh, you know, uh, you know, cops or pigs socks. He was yeah. famous for. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, is what it is, but it, it's like all the worst people tend to make a lot of money from books and being a victim. Being a victim. There, there doesn't yeah. seem to be, a, you know, we had a John Stockton on our, our show this last week and he's the NBA Hall of Famer. He has more steals, more assists than anybody that's ever played basketball in the history of the sport. Mm -hmm. And and you look at the things he does and even stuff that's gone wrong, like there's not even a, an angle of victimhood ever come no. out of his voice on anything ever. Even the stuff he doesn't like is never a victim angle. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, but also, he doesn't have Instagram or Twitter or any True. social media. He still has a flip phone, you know, and he's yep. like, I don't, have, I have no use for uh, a lot of that stuff. So mm -hmm. it's just, you know. It, it, the, the world has a lot more value for victims, I think, than that's not. true. Uh, okay, let's talk about Gen Six stuff. We got Tucker here, which is absolutely amazing what he's been doing. Don't tell me Tucker's reporting on the J Six footage is wrong. Show me. The reality is these corporate media and political hacks don't have any evidence to debunk Tucker's reporting. They're hoping the American people are dumb enough to believe their fake outrage. What is your take yeah. on all this? Yeah. There's been a lot come There's out since we've ton. talked last. Yeah, there's been a lot that has come out, um, but I have to say, I know a lot of it's been quite interesting, but it's not a game changer. And this is why I say that um, Kevin McCarthy didn't give Tucker all of the footage yet. Um, and he openly admitted to that. I believe it was in a Breitbart interview. Um, he's given him just some of it. But here's the thing, right? So we could talk about QAnon Sharman, um, but like he, the, the, the video footage that he has shown, mm -hmm. it's he pled guilty and he has no chance at an appeal because that was a part of his agreement, unfortunately. 
So even though we're now seeing all of this footage and it's coming to light, it won't lessen his his four year sentence. It looks no. like like they could try to do all of these maneuvers, but unfortunately, his first attorney was a horrible human being. Uh, just from the standpoint, as he described him, and he used the R word in interviews when he described his client, which no attorney, decent attorney, would ever do. Um, mm-hmm. He said he had, like many J6 defendants, had a learning disability. Um, even though when you speak to his current attorney, it doesn't seem like that's that's an issue for him. Um, he, he was just he did not speak up for him. He also uh, told him to take a plea deal, even though not all of the evidence was presented to him, um, which is another horrible piece of advice. Mm-hmm. So you have all of this, but so he's in a really bad situation right now because no matter what comes out. It's likely, I mean, yes, they might be able to throw out the agreement, but it's, it's very slim margin there. Uh, mm-hmm. We know that there were several J6 defendants who committed suicide uh, mm-hmm. while they were awaiting their sentencing or while they were just innocently sitting in jail or while they were sitting at home. They lost everything. The DOJ came down on these average Americans with all of their force and completely destroyed them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of where I want to focus because I think that could be the the middle ground here that pull average Americans who just haven't been paying attention much or who have made have just watched it, watched the first hearing and didn't completely watch all of it. Um, Cause they kind of lost interest throughout all of this. I want to pull in people who like, we all know what happened that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to pull in people based on how Democrats normally do. And that's based off their emotions. Um, mm-hmm. These innocent people committed suicide because of what the DOJ did to them. If we could find video footage of them being uh, led through the Capitol by Capitol Police or being uh, th- have the door wide open for them while right. Capitol mm-hmm. Police held the door open or an FBI informant bringing them in or pushing them yep. in, um, that would be explosive. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff I want to cover. And, you know, Mike Lindell has been trying his hardest to get a, a copy of all of the footage. Um, McCarthy says he's going to put it out there, but they're filtering through it and they're not going to put everything out there. That's the stuff I think they're going to hide because that mm-hmm. would infuriate the American people. Yep. And that's where we need to go with this. We need to go full mm-hmm. force. We need to get all of the evidence. We need to give it to their attorneys because these people, even though they're no longer with us and there are some who are still sitting in jail waiting their trials, they deserve every ounce of evidence and the DOJ will not give it to them. Yeah. Now, the way I understand this, is this is this accurate? Like, it's not like they sent a, a giant, you know, hard drive to Tucker Carlson with all the footage, I think don't people that work for him have to go to a, another location and go through it in like a kiosk kind of thing and go through it. But it's not like, is that, is that accurate or did I catch that wrong? Yeah. So from what I'm understanding, that's how it was. And um, it wasn't just Tucker's producers who were looking at it too. There were also other people who I've spoken with who were, who were kind of just sifting through it to give them some type of their expertise, like knowledge, I guess I should say. Um, so, so they did have some mm-hmm. people helping him out along the way. Um, but from what I've, what I'm also hearing is they weren't allowed to take a lot of the footage out there. So they're kind of just looking at it. And I mean, 44,000 hours is a long time to kind of scope through. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any of us could do it. I don't think even if you could get together an ACE team of attorneys, mm-hmm. 10 of them, they could go through that much. I mean, it's going to, it's going to take a very long time to go through it. It's like crowdsourcing. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really want that at this point. They're. They're using the the BS logic that it's a security issue to do so. Um, I've applied. I've reached out to Ken McCarthy's office several times uh, in February, early February. I reached out. They just don't respond. And mm-hmm. um, it, it's quite concerning how they don't think they have to respond to us. Um, right. We're not the only ones. There's other outlets that haven't received responses from them. Um, so I know, you know, our boss, Mike Lindell, did try reaching out. And he did say he tried to text Kevin. Uh, and he just Good didn't job, respond Mike. to him yep. at all. 
Man. You know, I thought, I, thought, I thought Kevin did a good job, though, of standing up. I think he called out CNN specifically for, uh, you know, giving away their location, where they were moved to. That's not mm-hmm. supposed to be shared. There's a lot of different things um, that, that they've done that compromised, you know, the lives mm-hmm. of the elected officials, much more so than even releasing the footage of, you know, what happened inside the Capitol. You know, Everwood. Yeah. So he did a good job of kind of calling them out. All right. Uh, I've got a big banking crisis going on. And uh, Janet Yellen uh, has been over in Ukraine. She's worried mostly about about uh, racism, white supremacy, and abortion rights. It seemed to be her biggest mm-hmm. thing she champions. But she's kind of supposed to be in charge of our money while the uh, money sector is burning. Um, did she get back from Ukraine in time to, to take a peek at this? Where You know, she made the rounds <laughs> this weekend, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, you just have to assume the worst with these, with these people. You have to assume that she only went there to get her cut. I mean, what what other purpose would she serve in Ukraine? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. And we're talking about an active war zone where there's not a U.S. military presence currently in that country. I mean, there's no reason to be sending the Treasury there. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the President of the United States shouldn't even be going there. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, God forbid if a missile were to strike and hit the President of the United States and it's a Russian missile, we'd be in World War III. It just this whole thing seems completely reckless. But to bring it back to the to the bank collapse, I mean, we obviously saw this weekend two banks collapse. Uh, we, we saw Republic, uh, what is it, Republic Bank? Uh, they are also they lost like 77 percent of their value over the weekend uh, before the markets opened mm. up. But the previously last week they actually lost thirty three percent. So they're another bank that's on the verge of collapse. And then like Janet Yellen's like, no bailouts, no bailouts. I get it. They shouldn't be doing bailouts, but you also want to insure the people that there will be their money. Uh, their money mm-hmm. will still be there. Well, you mm-hmm. know, because we all know that they only really insure about a quarter of a million dollars. And so uh, if you've invested more in your bank or you're just giving your, your bank more money to stash away, uh, you, you are deeply concerned. Uh, and, and a lot of people, if it's not just it, it, Chase, I even saw Signature Bank. Chase was a big investor in Signature Bank uh, and that just collapsed over the weekend. So um, it's yeah. going to be a ripple effect and it's yeah. quite concerning. I don't even know what to tell people anymore. You know, my dad, I joked around with him and his thing. And, and you guys, I know, are advocates of this, but it's my dad says, buy gold. That's the yep. only thing you can trust at this point. It's so you know, true. And, and you, you, you probably have over a quarter million dollars in your checking account. We don't. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I wish. But, I wish. <laughs> you know, you're a big rock star rolling in Florida. Everybody in Florida is rich. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, because you don't have state uh, taxes. So you have, have to do something with all that money. It piles up. <laughs> so, but, but for a lot of people, like if you don't have $250,000 in your checking account, you probably work for someone who does and it in your, does affect your, your company's payroll they exactly. got to have that kind of amount yeah. you know in there so it definitely affects everybody um you, you referenced mm-hmm. thomas massey in a, in a in a subsequent tweet here um I, I we have his tweet i just want to put it on the screen real quick um what he said he's from kentucky um for those of you who don't know him and um basically says you know, he, he just got off a zoom meeting with the fed treasury fdic house and senate um he says a democrat senator um uh, essentially asked, essentially asked whether there was a program in place to censor information on social media that could lead to a run on the banks. I cannot believe that, um, that happened on on his actual tweet. The first response that somebody had was, "Hey, I'm against basically I'm against censorship, but but in a situation like this, um, you know, it's actually like yelling fire in a crowded theater. You know, analogy actually does apply." Then he came back to that person right away. He said, "Yeah." He says, "What about yelling fire in a theater?" That is on fire. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is his, yep. his his response down in there, and I, I think this is a pretty good thing because man, it sure feels a lot like COVID. Mm-hmm. It sure feels a lot like COVID yeah. that this is a a, a warning. Mm-hmm. Things are kind of unrolling. They might have like a two weeks to slow the crash or something, you know, coming mm-hmm. out. But a push to get to the CBDCs, the same as they had a push to get to the vaccines. 
and they're gonna they gotta yeah. squash free speech in that process. Well, they just use any excuse to squash free speech, and we know that. They do it all the time. Um, mm-hmm. They just whatever they can get their hands on and use it as an excuse. Listen, people are able to fr- speak freely on on Twitter and on Facebook and whatever platforms they want to. Uh, it's not, there shouldn't ever be an opportunity for the government to step in and say, oh, no, that's fake information. I mean, we know that they tried doing that during the pandemic and, and yeah. everything they said was false is is proven now mm-hmm. to be true. Um, so, yeah, it's not the kind of uh, people you want censoring. Uh, no. Most importantly, I want to know who this Democratic senator was. And I did ask Matthew. Unfortunately, he did not get back. But uh, I, I think it's quite interesting how this, this is this uh, censoring Americans is their priority, yes. not protecting Americans. No. Wow. That is exactly That's right. That's the nugget right there. It's exactly right. Yep. Your final yeah. tweet was, and you kind of touched on it earlier, but our federal government has provided tons of bailouts in my lifetime. All of these bailouts failed to hold the executives accountable. So true. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm 31, and I have to say, I've seen a lot collapse in my lifetime. <laughs> and uh, I don't really know what more to say. I mean, everyone seems to get a bailout these days, except people in East Palestine, Ohio, unfortunately. Um, I mean, there's just there's just no more. I don't I don't even know what to say anymore. I mean, we just keep doing, giving all these bailouts. I mean, I remember when we bailed out the airlines during the pandemic to save the airline industry, mm-hmm. and then they slapped the rest of us in the face who had uh, emotional support animals and all yanked the ESA. Um, uh, which used to, for those of you who are unfamiliar, if you had a small dog, an emotional support animal, service animal, you were able to bring them on the plane for free, and you were able to just like hold them in your hands if you wanted to, or there was there was that flexibility. But as soon as what happened, as soon as they got the the okay go to get rid of it, they all lifted it and started charging hundreds and hundreds of dollars. People who, I mean, veterans, all these people who actually need like service animals, right. now have to pay unless it's an actual unless it's an actual service animal. I mean, not. An, we only applied for the emotional support animals. So long story short, I'm just saying that airlines were extremely greedy during mm-hmm. a pandemic where people mm-hmm. were having high anxiety and they were super yep. nervous. They had no problem pulling that and charging us. A lot of us lost our jobs during the pandemic. So uh, I'm tired of all these bailouts. I've had enough. These companies are ungrateful. Uh, I don't want to see just five banks in our country, major banks in our country, but there's got to be a better way to do it besides providing a get, get free, uh, get out of jail pass to all of these executives mm-hmm. because they need to be held responsible. They need to go to jail for these for these decisions that they've made, yeah. uh, or or be forced to pay it back. Because also, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw, but Silicon Valley Bank, the same day that the federal government took over, just hours prior, they gave all of their employees bonuses reportedly, and <laughs> they said, "Oh, it's just a coincidence. We do this every year at the same time." But is it really a coincidence? Because this is other people's money at this point, and yep. that's what's concerning. You know, uh, so true. I kind of got a good built-in situation because Stacy is my ESA. She's my emotional support animal, That's uh, right. and I'm allowed to travel with her. And we're going to be <laughs> we're going to be traveling to for our anniversary trip up here in a couple whoop, of days. Whoop. I'm just hearing your age. I'm like, we've been married about as long as you've been alive. We have been. Uh, we, you know, <laughs> sorry, celebrating our thirtieth. Within a Yay, year, I'm like, oh my amazing. gosh, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. That's Brett, we you. love having you on. Love we being with do. you. We laugh. We always laugh so hard. Even before we start recording, we enjoy what you bring to the table. And you know, like Stacey even said before we recorded today, I hope what you have and you carry though is contagious. Yep. That people get your your ability to, to push through things, your ability mm-hmm. to, to your work ethic, um, courage, the, the courage, everything mm-hmm. that you have. I hope it just catches like wildfire in our country. And, and there's just more and more and more of you. Thank you. Thank you, David and Stacey. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, we obviously need people like you two because, I mean, it's kind of upsetting. I don't want to use the word depressing, but we're watching the decline of our country and there's nobody really coming out there trying to, you know, lift up morale a little bit. And mm. thankfully, we've got the two of you. But, um, you know, it's it's quite discouraging. Uh, we'll keep pushing through it, obviously. But, um, yeah, we all we all need that breath of fresh air. Man. Well, thank you, Brianna. Again, thank you for joining us. Again, go to briannamarillo.com. Make sure you're following her on Twitter. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Well, kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com, use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The MyPillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, MyPillow 2.0. When I invented MyPillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature-regulating thread. MyPillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of MyPillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.